0: Christina Garibaldi, and welcome to our podcast, The Wellness Academy CBD and Essential Oils, brought to you by our partners at Forest Remedies, where we talk about everything you need to know about hemp extracts, CBD, and essential oils, including what they are, their benefits and uses, and why they have become so popular in recent years. Now, as you may have heard by now, we are aiming to get 1 million people to go natural in 2020. So, are you one of them? Well, in today's episode, we are talking to an expert who knows how CBD is grown. Please help me welcome Jose Dominguez from Neptune Wellness and Dr. Graham Wood. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 So I'm so excited to learn more about this. So, Jose, let's dive right into this. Break it down for us. How is CBD grown?
1: Well, it, it can be grown in various ways. Uh, we uh, we see uh, we see in the market uh, a lot of uh, of cultivation in indoor in the inside facilities and then outdoor in open field. So the CBD can be grown in both type of cultivation, uh, and it could be produced by both plant, the hemp type plant, and the drug type plant.
0: Now, how long does this usually take?
1: Uh, I would say, uh, it, it can take like up to the outdoor can go for a full season. So like spring, summer and fall, uh, while those, uh, cycle can be shortened by, uh, preventing the light, uh, le, let's say in greenhouses, uh, systems and stuff like this. And, uh, indoor, we can get an harvest normally within, uh, two, I would say three to four months.
0: Nice. I'm guessing the answer to this is no, but I want you to break it down. To, can anybody do this? Can I do this? Can Dr. Graham do this? Can, who could do this? Because you're an expert. You've been doing this for what, over 15 years?
1: Yeah, about 15 years. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, it's accessible to mostly everyone who really wants to learn about it. To do it on an, on an industrial scale is, a, is something different, like a, a large farm or a large indoor grow, uh, growing facility. But it's actually something that is pretty simple, uh, understanding, uh, the, you know, the cannabis plant, the uh, hemp type or drug type is, is a fairly simple thing. If you go down to the basics, such as climate, the proper watering, and, uh, and then the proper uh, canopy to fill up those gardens. So it's, it's something that is fairly easy.
2: Yeah, when I was in Toronto last year, staying with my family, right across from us was uh, two big condo buildings. And just in the windows there, we could see four different people had kind of their home grow up going. You could see like the, the lights going and everything. So, I mean, it's definitely something that's okay, just you like do. people, I mean, you think of people growing cannabis at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same if you uh, with the hemp plant. It's it's the same principle. Easy.
0: Okay. So, Dr. Graham, kind of break it down. What is the difference between a hemp plant and a cannabis plant?
2: So, I mean, it's the same species of plant. I mean, it's cannabis sativa and really it just, it comes down to the amount of THC in it. So if the THC is below 0.3%, then it's, it's considered hemp. And if it's above, it's, it's considered cannabis. Mm-hmm. Historically, people, when they think of hemp, they think it's really, cause the, the hemp used to make ropes or t-shirts or like, um, material is like a really long, it grows like eight feet high. It's very fibrous, but that, you can extract a little bit of CBD out of it, but there's not a lot. The hemp that uh, we're using today, it looks exactly like when I've gone into the farmer's fields, it looks like it's a field of, of cannabis. You can't tell the difference. It even smells exactly the same, uh, which is one reason it's, it's difficult for police because they can't tell the right. difference yeah. either. You, ha- you have to you have to test it to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Jose, how did you get into this?
1: Well, I, I was originally uh I was originally brought into the market in the in this industry by a patient requesting uh, actual uh, medical cannabis uh, here in Canada under the Health Canada regulations. So I started back in 2004 around uh, you know uh, you know helping patient to to access medicine and grow it. I was at the time working in a what we call the head shop, where uh, where we can, where we we could uh, where we would supply uh, uh, hydroponic nutrient uh, seeds and and uh, device to use medicinal cannabis, and from there I developed an expertise. So a lot of uh, back then there was not much people in Canada having a prescription for for medicinal cannabis, so uh, it, it brought a lot of uh, of attention from uh, nutrient companies and different kind of uh, of people in other countries where there was limited access to actually growing legally cannabis. So I was surrounded with scientific people, people who were doing research in other countries and that developed like a kind of a, a kind of a un, unseen expertise, uh, sometimes what people tell me.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how do you know if you have good quality cannabis? Like what does that look like? What does that smell like? What does that taste like?
1: uh that's uh that's actually you know the way that consumer will normally buy uh cannabis or hemp flowers it will start with looking at the product because it's all about you know first the look then the smell then the taste so the best way to actually know if you have good or bad is actually uh you know to have a little bit of experience with let's say cultivation or uh or uh or, or, or supplying, you know, cannabis to to someone like a, on a normal basis, uh, it helps you to understand, you know, I would say the the error that can happen in a in a growing. So I would give you an example: a garden that was uh, that was uh, running into a too too high humidity level will normally give a, a weird damp taste to the the cannabis flowers or the the, the hemp flowers. So it's really about try trying to to make as as much tryout as you can. But if you have a background of growing and making errors and making it, you know, having problems in your gardens and 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 trying those errors, you realize where you should be looking or what you should be lo- looking to go away from. So, like, humidity, smell, humid, uh, ammonia, smell, taste, stuff like this, that normally is a sign of a, of a bad uh, procedure.
0: Mm-hmm. And what is kind of, like, the perfect environment to grow cannabis? Like, are you, should you do it indoors or outdoors? Does it matter?
1: I, I think it matters a lot for, for different reasons, because indoor, we, we have, there's different focus. For the indoor growing, we focus more on standardization and be able to, to supply a, a consistent... Uh, um level of cbd or or, or 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 thc in the flowers for companies such as neptune and, and others who go into the extraction when you grow on the out, uh, on the outdoor uh we have more a natural approach to it so there's more variation uh, there's a little bit less standardization in the open field even if you go with the cloning uh, approach of planting in the field instead of of planting seeds which bring a lot of variability too so there's a lot of downs uh, of downs to grow outside including pest cross contamination pesticides stuff like this but it's it has done carefully it's actually better because we have uh, you know an approach of regenerative farming with those fields uh, we, you know hemp was uh, was so much banned for many years that it can actually heal the nature and help us get away from you know bad farming practice that we should actually encourage the outside uh, also, the biomass would end up normally a little bit lower, uh, you know, uh, price uh, when you grow it outdoor because, you know, re- you don't rely on artificial lighting and stuff like this. But uh, it's uh, it's a different, uh, it's a totally different approach, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to, to the cultivation.
0: There's lots of facts to learn about CBD and CBD products, so I wanted to let you know that if you head on over to www.forestremedies.com right now, you can learn everything you need to know about CBD essentials. Forest Remedies sources their hemp from American farmers using pesticide-free and regenerative farming techniques to generate some of the finest hemp extracts in the world. Right now, if you use the code RELAX at checkout, you will receive 15% off of any product of your choice. Again, that's code RELAX, R-E-L-A-X, at www.forestrevenies.com. So how do you know what part is THC and what part is CBD, Dr. Graham?
2: The cannabinoids are concentrated in the the flower part of the plant. Um, And then, I mean, the the only way to tell you'd have to send in a sample of your plant to an analytical lab. Um, There's Tons because the market has grown so much. Uh, there's a lot of these different labs that are around now. Uh, so you send it in and they'll they'll test it and tell you whether or not uh, the THC is too high. If it's too high, then it's deemed cannabis. Um, but if you, <clears throat> and that's one thing we partner with the the farmers that we work with is giving them techniques to um, to make sure the the THC doesn't go high that they they stay in the the below the point three range so it is uh, still deemed as as hemp and not cannabis what are some of
0: those techniques that you
2: it, it's how, how it's dried what time when it's cut uh, when like when it's harvested uh, how it's dried um, there, there's a few different things that they can do to to help keep keep it the levels down of, of THC the biggest was is when is the harvest uh, what time you do it mm-hmm. and Jose
0: what time is that usually
1: uh, well, there's there's always a you know a kind of a wide window for harvesting cannabis plants. Uh, so no matter if it's a, if it's a drug type or hemp type for CBD or THC. And normally, if you harvest in the in the early of that window, because the, the cannabis plant, you know, the goal of the female cannabis plant is actually to reproduce. So when you get in that window where you have a peak uh, of cannabinoids and you're you're about to harvest, and it's actually the sign of the end of the life of the plant. Uh, if you harvest in the early in the early stage of that window of time, you will get like normally a more stable and bigger, a, a better like, a CBD content.
0: So,
2: how exactly do you
0: extract the CBD?
2: So, I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways to uh, to extract. Uh, I guess get out the, the hemp oil. Um, <clears throat> the primary way that we do it uh, at Neptune is it's uh, ethanol extraction. Uh, so we basically just Mix uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of alcohol with uh, basically 99.9% alcohol with the um, with the I guess the the hemp. Um, you kind of let it sit there for it's I think about it's around an hour or so, and then you basically pull out the the ethanol. In that ethanol now are all the the stuff we want to get out of the plants, uh, and then you basically kind of dry it to get rid of the ethanol. We actually reuse that ethanol for the next batch. Uh, and then you, what you get out is, uh, at first you get out a, it's called a crude extract. It's, it's cloudy at that point. Um, but I mean, pretty, I guess, pretty viscous. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then what you would do next is you, uh, it's called winterization where you want to take out the fats and waxes. Um, and then, so you, you put it in with more ethanol, uh, you freeze it, which then all the fats solidify, you filter it, and then they come out. And at this point, it starts to be what, if you've ever seen a, like a cannabis oil or a hemp oil, it's like kind of that golden uh, see-through color, almost like uh, like honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so that gives you your uh, your full spectrum. And then if you want, I mean, there's there's further steps you can do. Uh, like if you want to do a broad spectrum, you maybe distill it a bit, or you can distill it a lot if you really want the, the potency so a high CBD level, but very few terpenes, you would distill it even more. Um, and the distillation process, I mean, it's similar to how you distill alcohol. It's just you're boiling it to get off and separate the different components.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it a long process? And is there room for error at all?
2: Uh, well, There's yeah. de- definitely <laughs> a tons of room for yeah. error. It is, uh, it is a fairly long yeah. process. Um, uh, <clears throat> we have one system we have set up uh, just outside of Montreal where we try to do actually from from the the plant all the way to pretty much a, a distilled extract is, is actually we can do in one day uh, normally though it's multiple steps mm-hmm. so it, it takes it will take a one batch will take a couple of days to get to your to your finished process okay. so it's, and each step obviously there's there's definitely things that can go wrong and I mean probably distillation I mean do you agree, Jose is probably the one that's the yeah. trickiest
1: yeah hundred percent. It's a, it's all about precision and uh, you know even temperature. So uh, because a lot of those uh, molecules have like a very uh, a very similar or close boiling points uh, when it comes to distillation. And one of the things that I can I think we me and Mr. Uh, Dr. Graham uh, would agree is that the the, the biomass uh, input quality is very important when it comes to transformation.
0: Now once that is done, how do you What is the process of infusing that now into your products?
2: So, I mean, there's lots of different uh, delivery forms you can use. Um, Most common uh, probably is the tinctures. Mm -hmm. So you're taking that concentrated material, which can be anywhere from a 60% CBD all the way to in the 90s, depending on how much you refine it. Um, And then you put that into uh, some type of oil. It needs to be an oil because... The cannabis extract—I mean, it's an oily stuff. You put it in water, it just—it just doesn't mix. Um, so you can put it in uh, like MCT oil. You can actually use uh, hemp seed oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the hemp seeds actually produce a really good oil that actually ha- doesn't have any CBD in it. Um, so you can use hemp seed oil. Uh, we often use olive oil. Uh, there, there's a lot of different things for for tinctures. Uh, <clears throat> we put just, it.
0: What, just tell everybody what tinctures are, just so we know.
2: Uh, tincture is just a term for, uh, I mean, I think it, I mean, dates back, um, kind of in the, the, the pharmacy era of it's, it's just, a. I don't think it has to be oil-based, but it's just like a liquid version of it. And then you, you often with the tincture, you use like a, a dropper. Okay. So you like the dropper bottle, drop it in your mouth and, mm-hmm. um, Another way we we often we do it as well is we put it into uh, into bombs. So like a we can put it in a lip balm, mm-hmm. a bombs you rub on like a, a sore leg after a workout. Um, and then there's uh, gel caps. I mean, just your standard gel caps like you see for most uh, for most medicine.
0: Interesting.
2: Now, Jose, how much do you grow
0: at a time?
1: Well, it, it, it all depends on the on the size of you know of the of the Of the facility, Uh, you know, uh, here in Canada we have a a, a pretty, uh, a pretty well-established license uh, system that goes for either cannabis or hemp. Uh, A lot of people are now looking into, uh, you know, using hemp as a as a uh, an alternative crop for their farming. So uh, we we see a lot of the hemp being farmed outside. I think uh, I think we see more and more companies here looking into plants that may have more cbd content uh, that but that is t- that are still classified as cannabis plant because here in Canada uh, the only thing that classified hemp is uh, is if the seeds and genetics are registered to Health Canada for agricultural uh, purpose so everything else that would even be lower uh, you know 0.3% thc but is not registered on that list would still be considered cannabis so we see a lot of licensed producers also like looking into the the flowers you uh, having up to 20% because in the hemp it's not uh, in the hemp seeds it's not uh, it's not something that is very stable because hemp was normally not while the approved uh, cultivar in Canada were not really bred for the for the intent of CBD that's something that is more uh, being uh, brought to uh, to the light and to the focus in the last few years but, uh, you know, a lot of farmers are using their technique to actually improve stability in hemp have a, be- a better content and a, hemp have a better CBD quality uh, here uh, in Canada.
0: Do you notice that there's more and more farmers now that we're, you know, this has become so popular that more and more people are trying to get into this?
2: Yeah, i definitely seen that uh, in, in the U.S. I mean, a, a lot, a lot of uh, different farmers and I mean, a lot of the farmers we work with actually s- are switching from tobacco over, over to hemp. Um, and then in terms of like the size you mentioned, some of them are switching, they're still farming, say 500 acres and they're doing maybe two or three as hemp just to give it a shot. Others are just going all in and like just massive 500 acre, in even bigger farms where they're, they're switching over completely. Uh, one of the farmers we, we worked with was describing his, uh, use of the combine. His sons will drive the combine, but it's self-driving. Mm-hmm. So each field is one Netflix episode oh, wow. and they <laughs> literally can just, they sit in the, in the combine and watch a Netflix episode while the, the tractor is, is going uh, up and down. It's uh,
0: <laughs> two birds, one stone. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, so how do consumers know that they have CBD versus THC? I, I mean, it might say it on the label, but is there something else to look out
2: for? You, you have to look at the label. The label. There's the label, no, yeah. there's no other way.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> so Jose, yeah. you have won forty three cannabis awards, right, in various categories. Yeah. Congratulations. How does that happen? <laughs> so impressive. <laughs> well, it, it,
1: it was actually uh, you know what what we uh, we used to have here uh, you know before legalization was a strong was a very much a strong uh, med- medical cannabis community where uh, uh, and there was like different uh, expos or festivals that were linked to this. Uh, so mostly every time they were doing an expo or festival, or something like this, we would get uh, a cannabis competition. Some of them were either having, uh, I would say, ten to thirty selected judges from the industry and well-known people uh, that people can look up on YouTube and stuff like this, uh, or you would have more an open uh, an open um, system where people would apply to get a judge back. And judge uh, for uh, within all the the sample that were offered. So some of those uh, those competition, like the Karma Cup, was about two hundred judges, uh, while uh, others on the on the lift uh, on the lift cup were about thirty well known from the industry selected judges. So that what brings what what it brings you is really the, the experience of what people consider good product because all those, those products I've entered, I, I'm proud of each of them, uh, but it doesn't only mean it has to be the best one for you because as a cannabis sommelier, the, the job is, is the same thing, and then a, a little bit, it's a little bit the same focus than in wine is to to give an experience to different demographic of people. So you could have like a, a very good product for certain areas or for, for, for men's better for women. So there's that whole approach Where when you don't want to or you can't do marketing or branding, you would just have to let the product speak by itself and try to, to have the more simple approach and the most natural approach to my product was uh, was what they earned me a few uh, a few of those uh, awards
0: I'd say so 43 is not just a few <laughs> well jose thank you so much dr graham thank you so much we have a lot more to talk about so we will see you in the next episode now that is all the time we have for this episode but everyone should absolutely stick around because we have many more episodes in this series where we will dive into more specific topics about cbd now don't forget to go to www.forestremedies.com to pick up all your favorite CBD products and subscribe to the show to keep learning more about CBD and its incredible health benefits.